just set the scene here real quick. It's Wednesday night. It is. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Ah, okay, I'm it, done. It's like 11, 10 p.m. And I like manically was in the bathroom trying to figure out if my hair was going to be too oily to go to therapy tomorrow. Like if dry shampoo would, you know, suffice. And Chris, because I, I go on Fridays. This is probably not interesting at all. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, Chris, like, because we have plans this week. And I'm like, all right, if I, like, shower when I get back from therapy, then I'll be good for, like, Saturday. And I think I can make it. And he's like, Rachel, tomorrow's literally fucking Thursday. <laughs> and so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm panically searching for a car to buy. Um, I'm honestly, it's it's been a it's been a time you know the one time i went to a dealership today and i uh went to test drive a car i checked off all the boxes except i missed that it's a fucking manual car it said that in the listing i thought it said automatic and i went back got drug came home and i checked and it does say manual oh my god fucked that up the best part is that like he showed me the inside of this car because i was busy today so i couldn't go with him and when he showed me like the inside and shows the center console, I saw this stick and I was like, in my brain, I thought that it looked like a manual stick because it had a very big ball on the end. Yeah. But I didn't say anything because I was just assuming that I was wrong because I'm a fucking idiot who can't drive. And yeah. I, it turned. You were right. So when you called me and you were like, it was fucking manual, I was like, oh my God, I think I did know that. So that's where I'm at, you know. This is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Chris. And I'm Rachel. And, uh, yeah, so we're here late on a Wednesday after I came back from sitting in traffic for an hour to go test drive that uh, different car because I couldn't drive a manual. Um, we're here recording late because I'm doing more of that tomorrow and you've got stuff going on tomorrow. So here we are. A nice little midnight moment. <laughs> a nice midnight moment. Yeah, it'll be midnight by the time we are done. Ooh, guys, we'll be we'll be together for the transition into Thursday. It's some. Oh, and we'll very... be here for eleven eleven. Make a wish. <laughs> That's actually right, right now. now. Oh my god! Uh... If you're listening to this, make a wish. Wow, I can't believe we shared this moment. Together. I wish that whatever car you test drive tomorrow is the one because I'm so sick of this shit. Yeah, me too. It's very not fun. Um, we Would have. Would you say it's less fun than applying for jobs? I would say it's oh, not. No, applying for jobs. It's a is similar way... feel in terms of like tediousness and re- well, repetition. You see, the thing is though, when you apply for a job, like your the life th- depends the thing on it, it. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but also, like you're you're constantly sending things into the void and never hearing anything back. You know what's ca- going on with here. cars. You literally just like visit a website and you're getting voicemails. At multiple times throughout the day from like 20 dealers in your area. Now you know what it feels like <laughs> to be Jack. Oh my god. With his That's why you were getting so many cars or so many phone calls. So many cars. <laughs> so many cars. You got so many of them. Can you spare one, please? Um. I'd love to give you my Zentorno. <laughs> if you could drive any one of my GTA 5 cars, which one would you choose and why? Uh. Oh my god! I don't even. I played GTA Five tonight for like the first time since Halloween because me and Tess went in and we were both wearing like Halloween makeup, <laughs> and I bought a bunch of alien guns it, that can kill aliens, <laughs> and it's like laser beams, and I just feel really fucking stupid. I would probably do the Zentorno. It's an all-road car. Yeah. Like off-road on. Wow. I'd pick my fucking really yacht. Elegant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd pick um. <laughs> the sea shark. The sea shark. No, I'm not trying to be in the ocean unless I'm on that fucking yacht. No, I'd pick my helicopter that comes with my yacht with the champagne in the back. Only in our digital lives can we have a yacht. I know. And I have like five apartments and I also am a CEO. Yeah. (laughs) I love GTA. (laughs) It makes me feel alive. It's just second life now. Like, you know. That and then in Red Dead, I live like my more simple life, but I'm constantly like seeing beautiful vistas. Yep. And in Animal Crossing, I have, like, neighbors that talk to me. <laughs> I don't know if I really want neighbors that talk to me, but, like, no. Animal Crossing neighbors? Fuck yeah. I want to live in a universe where I can pay off my house with apples. I yeah, mean, I was going to say, like, if you could pick any video game universe to live in, it would in, be Animal Crossing. It would be Animal Crossing. Of course. Yeah. Like, 
They're You're right. I could literally just like collect some shells at mm-hmm. the beach and then I'm paying yeah. off my fucking mortgage. Work at the roost, you know? So we've got uh, some Trader Joe's decaf coffee going on because, as we said, it's 11 o'clock at Still night. Still got to work tomorrow. And yeah, I don't want to do that. I actually took off tomorrow because I'm looking for cars. I literally just like, please give me some days off of work. I was supposed to be off anyway because we were supposed to be in Bend right now. Or tomorrow, whatever. Yeah. But here we are, and so I'm just buying a car instead, and I took off work for it. I'm very... Shaken. Shaken, yes. To the core. We don't have a fact. We don't have a coffee <laughs> fact. We, went, what, we, don't, we don't do that anymore. Yes. That's part of the past. So I was... <laughs> so updates. Um, last week, we took the Enneagram numbers test, right? And I got a message on Instagram that I wanted to read... Um, about it because apparently (laughs) apparently we fucked up um we could have done it on a different website and it might have been like a better one you mean we 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 fucked up like that that is very shocking to me like so can you do me a favor chris and pull up on your phone enneagraminstitute.com Okay, and so apparently that's the place that would have been a better place to read them. And it says, hi, I'm listening to this week's CWC, and I was quite surprised when you and Chris shared your Enneagram numbers. And I I feel like if you listen to our show a lot and, like, you might be well-versed in this kind of thing, you might know better than we would. You know what I mean? Like, you get a feel for, like, who the fuck we are. Um, It says, this test isn't always going to be accurate, but often the best test is just reading through each number on Enneagram Institute to see which one makes you feel... um, she she said to see which one makes you feel the most red i'd recommend reading the info one for chris and two for me um though you could have a tri type numbers which integrate which is a whole other story you could also be a type six because that's the anxious type oh my god (laughs) um but they are convinced that chris is a one that's all thank you okay so i wanted to read that to see if that actually was more accurate because we did feel like last time that we weren't actually you know, I don't know, gotten yeah, <laughs> by yeah. what we took. Enneagram Institute. So I'm just going to, like, there's like a, if you click it, there's like a brief. Okay. On the top, I'm just going to read that. Number one's called the Reformer, and it says, ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change, always striving to improve things but afraid to make a mistake. Well, organized, orderly, and fastidious they try to maintain high standards but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. At their best, wise, discerning, realistic, and noble can be morally heroic. Interesting. Key motivations want to be right, to strive higher and improve everything, to be consistent with their ideals and to justify themselves, to be beyond criticism so as not to be condemned by anyone. I feel like that fits you better than the one that you got before. That would require me remembering exactly what I said last week. Oh, man. (laughs) So number two is the helper. And it says the caring, interpersonal type, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. I'd say that's pretty much the T. Yeah. Um, It says twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. T. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with their acknowledging and with with acknowledging their own needs. T. At their best, unselfish and altruistic. They have unconditional love for others. and then did you read like your basic fear and basic desire? Uh, I, I didn't. I don't know. I thought that would be interesting. So my key motivation is to be loved, to express feelings for others and to be needed and appreciated and to get others to respond to them and vindicate <laughs> their claims about themselves. But it says my basic fear is of being unwanted, unworthy or or unworthy of love. T. Um, my basic desire is to feel loved. Um Enneagram two with a one wing is a servant and Enneagram two with three wing is the host or hostess. I feel like I fit under both of those. Like I am a servant, but also a host hostess. I feel like I'm probably more of like the wing three, but yeah, Uh, I definitely think that you're right. And that that fits me better than what I got last time. My basic fears of being corrupt slash evil or defective. 
Um, and basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. Uh, Enneagram with one in a nine wing, the idealist. Enneagram one with a two wing, the advocate. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I like wings. Me too. <laughs> Fly away. You know? Please take me. <laughs> Nelly Furtado. Um, so I just wanted to do that because it was almost like an editor's notes. Yeah, so we can, you know, official redaction. You know, we're... I redact. I just don't think it got me the last time. I'm so glad we took the time, like, that we did it not on the podcast. It was a long Instead of dedicating quiz. an entire episode to doing that and then just being fucked. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, it is May now. We're about to be experiencing a heat wave in Seattle. It's like going to be record heat for the next like three days for yes. may which is exciting but we're well, going to break out the air conditioner i'm just kidding i'm not doing that yet yeah i don't want to yet but we're going to be um at mount rainier this weekend anyway so it'll be cooler up there yes it will be which is nice get that crisp crisp mountain air man yeah i know we have not been there in the summerish we went in august the okay we haven't been there in the spring um, <laughs> we went there like at more dusk though because yeah, we saw the sunset we haven't been there in the warmthness that we will be experiencing yeah so i'm going naked okay just wow holding my tits as i <laughs> walk on up bear yourself to the mountain she bears herself to me all the time yeah every time yeah. i drive by um so with that uh <laughs> let's go to we want to talk about television yeah and how they end um i don't honestly know how this became a topic that we wanted to talk about oh i got you yeah so obviously like all things for this podcast it came from a twitter moment (laughs) um so as you know game of thrones they are on their last season and wait what i know (laughs) honestly it shook me that that's even a show that exists Like, like have you heard of it before no tell me more <laughs> there's so basically the premise of game of thrones is they sit in a room playing musical chairs that's the game and the thrones are the chairs wow so that's how that goes and then there's dragons i'm not sure why um but anyway <laughs> so that show is ending as you guys know and we're not caught up so don't even ask but um like every week on twitter everyone you know is giving like their you know spiel about what they think about it and like it's it was confusing because like in this thread and what i've been seeing online from like major publications is that like the fans are hating it but then when i see people on twitter it's like i feel like people are enjoying it but i guess they're also hating it but i feel like that's inevitable with ends of series because it's like it's there's so much expectation you know that goes into an ending with game of thrones specifically like one today i saw like um this one uh journalist that i really like wrote and something about like the latest episode and why it was fucking garbage apparently okay. but like the first episode of the season was like it's like rated at like a 90 something like aggregate score and mm-hmm. then it goes like 80s the second one and it's like 60 something is like the third one which is like the big fight super long one yes and then the latest one which is the fourth episode is like at like a 50 something I think it's on Rotten Tomatoes because it had, like, the little rotten symbol next to it. Gotcha. Um, And so, like, yeah, people are just not happy. It was really just because of the Starbucks cup um, that was in the scene with Daenerys. Like, I just still can't. $15 million per episode. I just, I I gotta (laughs) know, like, how many eyes saw saw that and it wasn't like, wow, we shouldn't have a pumpkin spice latte in the shot. We were trying to think of like other things that that could be like just as bad. Obviously, that one's the worst because that's one of like the highest watched and biggest money spent on a show besides like The Crown. It and would be also, like if The Crown had like an iPhone it's in the like, background. It's a fantasy show, so like stuff doesn't exist at, at all. all in that. Like it'd least- be like if in Mad Men. There was like a MacBook in the background, or like yeah. someone had their iPhone charger plugged in on set. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, like Game of Thrones, apparently not doing that great. Even though I was under the impression from my Twitter feed that people were genuine, generally enjoying it. I think like, they're just watching it, and they're like, "There's just hype about it being like it's ending, but it's yeah. like people aren't enjoying what's happening, but, but then they are enjoying certain aspects." What I was gonna say is like, they did 
and like Mad Men, which is our like one of our favorite shows, did this too. It's like they took the ending and it's like they really dragged it out because like the last season of Game of Thrones, season seven, was two years ago. Yeah, and now it's like. There's only six episodes, even though these new ones are, like, really long. But, like, there's only six episodes, and it was two fucking years. So, like, that's a lot of... I think that was a mistake, yeah. waiting that long, because that's, like... It just builds so much expectation. And, like... And theory. And, and, like, honestly, the show is so big, and there's so many people watching it with so many different ideas of how it would end that like i don't think anybody's ever going to be happy with how it ends like of course nobody's not every single person is going to like enjoy it. there's always going to be people that don't like how a show ends i think it's but, gonna be very split but i think this, this show i feel like a, a lot of people will, will be disappointed i think the majority will be disappointed because they built so much hype and there's just so many people with so many opinions about like how it should end yeah and with Mad Men, it was like they had it was like the beginning of season seven, and then like a year in between the first. They and did half. like an A and a B kind of yeah. thing, you know. Um, but anyway, it spawned like a Twitter moment or whatever, and it was about like, okay, so can shows end gracefully? Like, what constitutes an ending of a series that ends gracefully? And I read through the thread, and I read other people's opinions, and there were a lot of shows in there that I hadn't seen, but then a few of them that I had, and so I wanted to talk about like our. What we like in an ending for a series or what tropes we don't like, because that happens a lot, and shows that we think have ended gracefully without giving away, like, too many spoilers for people that might not have seen all these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then maybe, like, if we could theorize a little bit about certain shows that we are currently watching that don't have an end date in sight or maybe do, like, Schitt's Creek their next season is going to be the final season. Handmaid's Tale. Um, That's that's far from over, but like... Yeah, or like, how long do you think that's going to last? I don't know. Well, that's like, great transition, Rachel, because that's actually like one of the first things I wanted to say is that like, I feel like one of the biggest things that impacts a show's ending is how long it's been around. Yeah, we were discussing this last night. We think we figured out like what the sweet spot is in terms of the amount of seasons. And I don't think this applies to mini series at all. I love a good mini series yeah, yeah, because it's just a complete vessel, but it's longer than a movie because I find myself like not wanting to sit down and watch a movie because I know it's going to be over in like two and a half hours at most. And then it's just a complete story. And then it was just, that's it. I get attached to characters and I love to see a full ass arc. Yeah. And you can't really do that all the time in a movie and so that's why I love a good miniseries because you get that full-ass arc. It's a little bit more than a movie would be, but you don't get it drawn out to where it gets fucky. Like, mm-hmm. most shows get drawn out to where it yeah, gets yeah, fucky. Yeah. But, um, so, like, the sweet spot, I would say, I think if I had to pick a number, it's six seasons. Yeah. I think that is, like, the pinnacle That's, of... like, the most I feel like a show should do, to be honest. And, like, of course, like, a show... A show should end when it's like still good. When it's still good, but like, of course, that's contrary to like what any like network is gonna do. Because like, if it's doing good, they're gonna be like, well, let's do more. Yeah. Um, and then also like sometimes actors literally leave or die. That that and is, then that can fuck everything up. That obviously. is one of the, yeah. That's like. One like I'm not gonna blame any actor like if they that pass, wants to get out if, of a contract well, like, or like if they literally pass away like well yeah, yeah. no of course but, but like when I'm saying save for those examples like shows should like sometimes like a show should end if like they're if a person is leaving like, absolutely that '70s show should have ended when Eric and Kelso were no longer on it. Absolutely. Like, it should have not existed. That, that, and then that just made the ending of that show, that series, bad. Yeah. Like... It, the final season of that show was garbage until the series finale. Nina Dobrev left Vampire Diaries at it the end of season ended. six. It should have ended then. The next two seasons were trash. Yeah. Save for the series finale. I actually yeah. did quite enjoy that series finale. But they brought everybody back. Yeah, they they like that one's not as egregious, but like it still wasn't like. But it was two seasons of like, fucking experimental weirdness, and it's not to say that like, I, I don't know, because 
certain shows, like, so for The Walking Dead, like, Rick Grimes is fucking gone, girl. Like, he's done now. I mean, that show should have ended forever ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, yeah. like... That's one of the worst offenders. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's, like, with a cast that's that big, and it's, like, such a huge ensemble, I sometimes can see, like, a show, like, they could kill off the main character, and they could, yeah. there's still enough other characters to explore storylines with and sometimes honestly the hero the main protagonist is fucking boring as shit yeah. jack from lost rick ass grimes i can't think of anyone else off the top of my head <laughs> elena was not boring though people can say whatever they want about her but that's honestly internalized misogyny if you didn't like her just saying maybe that's not true for everybody but it felt yeah. a little bit like that but like sometimes you can do it like, I think if they killed Jack from Lost, there's enough fucking interesting people around that they could have made it work. But it's still, when the show is centered around one ass person, it is Or like a small strange. group, like that 70s show. It's just like, there's a it's lot of- It's his basement. Yeah, like there's a lot of- And that was two There's people. a lot of characters that are on the show, but like the core group of kids, like, yeah. were- yeah. I'd say my uh, basically like if we're talking about like things that happen that I hate when it turns to a show ending or whatever. So yeah, a char- a, a show outstanding major characters qu- like actors quitting the show. I hate I, I just it never really works. Yeah. My thing is like when there's a central location on a show like um the friend's apartment for example or Eric's basement or uh, like the Downton Abbey fucking estate. Like all those, like there's like a central location and like that's like the sweet spot. Like that's the place. I hate it when there's like a show or an apartment. It's always an apartment. Like New Stars Girl. Hollow. Yeah, Stars Hollow as a whole place. Um, New Girl, The Loft, all of those kinds of things. It always happens where they always make the series finale just about moving. Yeah. And that's just like the cheapest, easiest way, in my opinion, to end a fucking show. Like One- to get that like the 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 um it's like just the emotional manipulation of just like the move you know what i mean like that's such an easy way to get the audience to feel something about the show ending is just to be like we're moving saying goodbye to the friend's apartment saying goodbye to the fucking loft in new girl like i just feel like that's such an easy way to do it and it's always expected did they sell the house in the fosters yes yes they did yeah it's always that, and that always bothers me because it's like when I hear that a show it's going to be its final season, my thought immediately is like, okay, they're gonna make it like about moving from the loft or whatever, and so I just want to be like surprised. Yeah. And so with like certain shows that that didn't happen, and an example of that, like, unfortunately, that '70s show like was one of my favorite shows before I knew anything about Danny Masterson. So it really fucking sucks that. He is a horrible person. Yeah. Um, plus all the Scientology in the uh, crew there. Yes. Um, but aside from that, I will say I appreciated that, like, the ending of that show is, like, they're not, like, fucking moving from his house. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, they all go upstairs and it's the countdown for, like, the 70s, obviously. Yeah. And it's, like, the end of that fucking decade, which makes really good sense to, like, the plot and everything. And they're like just part, yeah. yeah, and they're just zoomed in on his basement because that's like literally a main character. Yeah, and so I thought that that was like a really good way of doing it because you don't have to fucking just like rip everyone's heart out by like doing the thing. Like, what are they going to do on Grace? Are they going to blow up yes. Seattle Grace Memorial Hospital? Yes. <laughs> Is it going? I we've said for years it's going to end with the big one. Yeah, yeah. That would be it's hilarious. It's going to literally fall into a crack in the earth when the big one hits. That forbidden um, food lava is just gonna take her. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that there's just a lot of other ways that they could do it instead of just like, let's 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 remove you from this one iconic character, which is the setting. I guarantee and, you, like, Grey's Anatomy will end with Meredith either leaving Seattle or definitely leaving that fucking house or dying or dying. But that would be really sad. And I know that that's like, duh, don't you fucking Shonda. think, don't you think, don't you fucking think that Shonda would end this show with uh, Meredith or Karev are not making it out. Like one of them is dying. So but that I way don't the think other... that, I don't think they're going to kill Meredith unless they do like a flash forward where like she's getting fucking old. Well, then Karev is dying because they, that's a, like such a, a relationship between them. Like, I think then... Richard will absolutely be toast. Yeah. Richard is not making it out of this show alive, calling it now. 
I don't think she's going to kill off Meredith. And the reason for that is because obviously she killed off literally every other person in this bitch's life. And I feel like <laughs> she, I feel like Shonda, and I could be wrong, is trying to show that this woman has gone through so much and has still has exceeded all expectations. She went from an intern that was doing like a, you know, a relationship that honestly was like totally like not good and professional in the workplace was like yeah. probably not should not have been happening to be honest i'm not a Derek person i'm sorry um <laughs> and just everything that she's gone through and like who she is now i and like with having you know all of her children and her multiple sisters i just feel like they're not going to kill her off i think we're gonna get meredith to have a fucking happy ending i really do yeah but i think somebody else will have a very tragic ending. I don't know if it's going to be Karev. Also, just side note, can I just say the community around Grace Anatomy fucking hates Joe now because she's dealing with mental health problems. And the ableism on that community is killing me right now because everyone's like, oh my God, she's so annoying. She's literally going through depression and was just traumatized. And I want to rip everyone apart that hates <laughs> her for experiencing the trauma and depression that she's dealing with right yeah. now. Anyway, yeah. that's just a little side note. Um, I really well, don't think they're going to kill Meredith off. I really don't. But I feel like she'll leave Seattle or something. Yeah. We all know, like, to go to a different show, we all know how we feel about Dexter. You that know? was the worst and that, one. And that was an ending with just literally the studio execs being like, let's, you know. We want to make money. Let's keep it open. You know, you never know. Um, and they haven't done shit. They haven't done anything because people hated it that much. Everyone uses that as like their marker of like what not to do. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some TV shows that have ended, that have done it well. We say Mad Men, even though there was that year gap, I do think that like overall it was a complete arc and it ended before it got really bad. Yes. Some yeah. people feel differently because some people don't like Megan Draper, for example, um, and... I don't know, like all of like the different moves that happened within the company at yes. the end and stuff. So like people didn't like that, but I, I liked the complete arc for most of the characters. Yeah. I wanted a little bit more out of um, Joan. Like I wish that they would have given her a better ending, but you know. For all intents and purposes, it was a decent ending to yeah. the show. A full story. And then it leaves it a little bit like a twinkle open where it's like, you don't know what to think about that yeah. last, like still, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Downton Abbey, we were trying to remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good sign. I remember um, it being heartwarming, but it's not memorable. So I'm not going to say it's like up there. It didn't piss me off because it's not memorable. Yeah. So it definitely didn't make me mad. Breaking it, Bad is one that's like everybody thinks, and I agree, that it's like so well done, the ending of that. It wrapped up perfectly, ended when it was still good. It could, Yeah, I just off. think that's like the thing to do. And that's what she, Sheets Creek. Sheets Creek. With Shit's Creek, they're ending it now with season six, and it's still fucking great. Like, everyone yeah. loved season five. I'm not caught up on season five yet, but everyone said it was really good. And they're ending it with season six, and it's not, like, a show that anyone's, like, bored of yet. So I think that's really good. Yeah, like, I think that... Like, in a, I don't have too many stipulations on an ending. I just feel like as long as they just wrap up enough things... And don't like completely change a character, character or like move settings like too much, you know. Like sometimes I feel like finale just have like a way of just like we gotta we have to figure out a way to just like wrap this story up somehow. Let's make these characters make decisions that probably they wouldn't don't, normally make. they wouldn't make and go to places they wouldn't normally go to because we have to finish it somehow. And we're like thinking about a sequel and a revival and yeah. A, a, a spinoff. Like, I know people that are mad with Game of Thrones. Like, all, a lot of them are talking about, like, characters making decisions that aren't in th what that character would do. I'm trying to think um, of an example of that and, in a show that I've watched. So I've, I'm wondering, like, is it because I know they've got, like, ideas. For, they're piloting, like, three different Game of Thrones spinoffs. Well, the one that so... is, like, actually in the works, works, like, could be coming out sooner, is a prequel. But, like... It, are they still thinking though on those other ones maybe like they're trying to leave things open like if that's a universe that like they could probably do a million things in so i don't even know why they would need to do that but yeah. 
you know. I remember, like, obviously this is not, like, the pinnacle of fucking television, but with Pretty Little Liars, the ending of that was, like, all just, like, thrown together, and you knew that they were squishing things together because they were doing that spinoff show. And also they And then they on the had... spinoff show, they've severed, like, half of the relationships or any of the plot that they made happen in that show. Well, Pretty Little Liars, it was like, they, they should have, they the should plot. have ended, they should have ended, but then they were like, surprise, you're getting another season to figure out something to do. So yeah, they like, should have ended before the final season. Another one that ended terribly, and like could have done with like just very few seasons was the OC. <laughs> um, they that, didn't need that final the, the, season. The final season was really bad. Like, and that's a show where they killed off a main character and in the middle of good. it, and it was still good after but that. Four was tragic. Four season four was just terrible. Didn't need to happen. The Fosters. I loved that ending. Yeah, was, even though they sold the house, and that's a trope I don't like. The way on like a sitcommy almost vibe show. I, I, ex- I, I, I don't know. It, it's honestly a case by case thing, and that's the one where I think that I like I'm okay with it just because of the graduation shit. Honestly, that's that was so. I creative still didn't to me. want like, them to sell the house because I still hate that trope. But the way that they did the passage of time to get them to the present because they were having a spinoff. I think they did a really good job at linking the show to a spinoff and not having everything be fucking weird. Yeah. And like yeah. they did just they just did a good job with that. Um then there are shows that like they don't get enough time and then they can still wrap it up well. Like we watched The Leftovers and That one is so oh, underrated. God, Please that, watch that it. That is the most if you loved Lost and you want to just get really confused, like it is just Don't like, get like I don't I don't bellissimo. feel like that's a way to sell it, honestly. Well I like that in a show, but like you know, it's just, but you know, like if you liked Lost, I think you'll like The Leftovers. It's yeah, and it makes you question a lot of things, and it's very like it has a lot of depth to it, and the acting is phenomenal, the imagery, the there's a little bit of comedy to it, a little like. bit of yeah, like enough comedy to keep you like going, and the plot is just so good and so unlike anything I've seen. And it was ahead of its time because it got canceled because people thought it was too dark and depressing. And it was, like, right before, like, all of, like, Black Mirror and Handmaid's Tale and, like, all these other fucking shows that are, like, so hard to watch every week. Yeah. Like, are out. Um, I just feel like it deserved more. But they... You know, it got canceled, so they had, like, a third season that they had to wrap things up. And they did a beautiful job with that fucking ending. Yeah. And I... Other than the fact that I was not into the fact that they changed the the title theme and everything, I'll take it. Yeah. They did an excellent job. Like, um... A show that I can think of, Orange is the New Black, is ending this year. I honestly feel like it probably could have ended last year. It could have ended probably two years ago. Yeah, like, that's a show that I feel like is a little bit too long for this world, you know? House of Cards. House of Cards. It's like a thing where, like, the ending got fucked up because the main actor was a piece of shit. And... Like they I, did what they could. Yeah, they did what they could, but they fucking flopped. On but it. they still flopped. Like, yeah, like they. I wasn't mad that they were going. You know, a lot of people that honestly, a lot of fucking Kevin Spacey apologists, to be honest, were like mad that they were going to continue the show without him. Honestly, I think fucking Robin Wright carried that show anyway and was just. And she doesn't deserve to be punished because of and the rest his, of the cast. Yeah. So I was happy that they wrapped it up, but they I don't I think that final season was god awful and honestly like so <laughs> unwatchable. Yeah. And yeah. I think on the same lines of Dexter, just different circumstances that set up a show that used to be so fucking excellent to just fucking die. Like yeah. it just was not good. And then like you know, we mentioned Lost and like that's a show that like was like one of the first like cult shows that like had like this crazy Not, like, following, the you know? Yeah, where like you were thinking about everything every weekend, like the masses were involved with it, and the like theories and the pausing of so like that show everything. that like it was for eight seasons, and there's I don't feel like there is a way they could eight have seasons. It's six. Is it six? Yeah, I thought it was eight. There's no way that they could have ended that show that would have appeased everybody because it got too weird, honestly. It also, got... 
it had hella expectations, much like Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's it's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like the like you knew Lost, it was be mixed. Lost walked so Game of Thrones could run. No, don't <laughs> say that. The CGI, <laughs> maybe <laughs> they're not at all similar but in terms of fandom yeah like i think people don't remember the craze and that was before we had social media as much as we do now like i, I, re- I didn't had... watch lost when it came on the air and i remember the craze like i remember people having parties to watch the finale and like that shit before social media was popping like didn't really happen yeah that's what i'm saying like that's just like and the theories and everything like so that. like at that show when it ended a lot of people didn't like the ending of lost and i'm like I think knowing that the writers and the producers of the show wanted to end the show on season after season three or season four. Yeah. um, But the studio of ABC and everything wanted them to keep going because it was such a huge moneymaker for them. It was like the primetime show. Everyone was watching it. I think that kind of made it like. It makes me sad. I wish I could have seen the way that they wanted to end the show initially. Like, kind of like a Dexter where they had like the original writer for Dexter on. It's crazy. Like If we could just see creative media in the way that the creative people behind it imagined. That's why streaming services are better about it. Because it's not like all these like viewing numbers that are like keeping all these shows afloat. Like in terms of like traditional media and traditional production and TV studios. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, like, still sometimes they go too far or sometimes they go too little, like with Sense8. Yeah. But Sense8 apparently was really and expensive to And what's the show make. One Day at a Time? Is that canceled? Yeah, that's yeah, another like, one. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. With Lost, I'm still kind of mixed myself. I've seen that show probably, like, four times all the way through. And I think because it was the very first show that I ever, like, invested and watched from the pilot episode. Like, I remember, like, seeing the promotional photo of them when it's, like, the silhouette of the entire cast on an island and you can barely see who anybody is. And just knowing that the premise was about a plane crash, I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. Like, what's this going to be about, you know? And then just I remember sitting down and watching the pilot, like, when it aired on ABC, like, at night. And I remember, like, being so excited every fucking Wednesday night to watch that shit. Thinking yeah, about Wednesdays. yeah. And, like, I watched that. That's, like, the first show I ever did all the way through until the finale. And I never, like, you know, it was before binge watching was possible. We were literally recording it on VHS. Yeah. And yeah. I fucking remember taking my VHS and, like, rewinding and shit and pausing with the smoke monster to see all the images that he would, like, do his thing and there were like yep. you know secrets in there or like pausing and seeing like a TV in the background and seeing that Jin was on the TV in the place where Saeed was in his flashback and just connecting all that shit like that shit blew my mind and I loved it and so I think that's why I don't mind the ending because I was so biased <laughs> but like also I think with that one they just burned everybody because they kept saying that it was a purgatory and then it like low key was. Yeah. Like I know that there's more to it than that, but like it was what people were saying it was. <laughs> and they kept being like, That's not what it is. That's uh, why I think it's better just like not fucking talk about your ending of a show at all. Like Game of Thrones, they're literally not saying shit. They're yeah. like, You're not gonna fucking know anything. Absolutely. So I feel like, you know, we'd love to hear what you guys think is a show that ended badly, that ended well how you feel some of the shows we talked about that are still on are gonna end because like you know handmaid's tale i mean that's so that's only going on to its third season i have no idea i I can't i can't even hypothesize how that's gonna end you know like Like, mazel is she gonna leave new york yeah you know is she gonna like just start touring or is she gonna like settle i don't know you know? I feel like I could go either way. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. So, just out of all the shows you've watched, to like wrap it all up, what do you feel like is the one that ended the best? The best? The best. Complete arc. Probably Breaking Bad. Yeah, I would say Breaking Bad. Honestly. I'd say like Breaking Bad and Mad Men would be my favorites. Like, even, like, but for me, like, Mad Men does have, like, some issues. I feel like Breaking Bad was just, like, perfect, you yeah, know? Yeah, there wasn't like, anything It was just such a complete with. thing, you know? And then my worst offender will always be Dexter. <laughs> always. There's always no... Dexter. Even shows that got canceled where they didn't even get to fucking wrap it up and it literally That's ended the one should have ended on the seventh season. It should or... have ended in season four. Yeah, I mean, 
and like it just like knowing behind the scenes things about like who's the showrunner and like who's leaving on like cast Ooh. and stuff like that that like really just like changes my perception on like a lot of shows another thing is the affair i don't even want to see this new season oh that they're going to be God. coming out with they are fucking that show up because of behind the scenes they're battle doing... and not wanting to pay women enough and yeah. they lost their main woman, which, like, I honestly, it would have been okay if it wasn't, like, this whole, like, battle of, like, pay. But also, the way that they're going to be doing the new season, just reading the excerpts of, like, what it's supposed to be about, what the, like, what the I've fuck I read the headline they when they first, like, teased, like, what the season's about. And I literally, I I was like, is this actually, are they talking about the affair? Like, I'm not that's sure. A that's a show like, that they are definitely ruining. So. And that was such a great concept in the beginning. It was very interesting show that they're totally fucking up. So, yeah. I'll be interested. I mean, I'm still going to watch it to know. But, but uh, not having the highest of hopes. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think, and let's get into some quizzes and questorinos. But first, word from our sponsor. Today's podcast brought to you by AdamandEve.com. So our friends at AdamandEve.com are running a special offer right now. So if you use our code, which is code CWC, at checkout, you get some new shit, y'all. So you get your classic 50% off of almost any item on the store. Plus, you'll also get 10 things for free. 10? That's 10. 10 things. That's 5 plus 5. Yes. (laughs) We love math here. We'll start off with six free movies. And then you'll also get three free mystery gifts. And then the last thing is you'll get free shipping. So again, that's 50% off of almost any item, six free movies, three free mystery gifts, and free shipping. And you get that all by going to adamandeve.com and using code CWC at checkout. Today's episode of the podcast is, I mean, I don't know if it's really brought to you by, (laughs) but uh, I just wanted to make an announcement. I did open up that art Patreon that I was talking to you guys about last week. So if you want to support my online store, you can go to patreon.com slash shop RWD. We have three tiers. Two, five, and ten, and the ten dollar tier every month you get a custom sticker that is only available through the Patreon. And uh, I don't know, it's just fucking exciting. It's gonna be behind the scenes stuff, tutorials, all kinds of cool stuff, and we're having fun over there. And if you feel like supporting, then you can go to Patreon.com/shoprwd. But please, by all means, do not feel obligated at all to support any of our patrons for this show, for that, any of it. Your support is literally just listening, and uh, I don't know. Putting up with us. (laughs) Chris is just suddenly here for the end of the ad. Yeah, I'm just here. Um, Hi. Anyway, thanks. And we're back, and we're going back to our true love, BuzzFeed. Yes. We needed to. And our true love, the early 2000s. And our true love, Disney Channel. Um, This is which 2000s (laughs) Disney Channel character are you? The 2000s 2000s were a simpler time. Wow. (laughs) I knew you were going to read that. Yes, okay. On a Friday night. You are up in the gym, hanging with your besties, (laughs) on the couch with a bag of popcorn, writing music in your room, or helping the community. I know exactly (laughs) who they mean for each of these. Um, I guess hanging with my besties. I'm going to be on the couch with a bag of popcorn. How would you describe yourself? Fierce and bold, goofy but loyal, shy yet dedicated, sneaky and sarcastic, or sporty and social? I'm going to say shy yet dedicated, even though I don't really identify with shy, but like... I'm going to go with goofy, but loyal. <laughs> you arrive at a party and you don't know anyone. Who's the first person you approach? Whoever looks the loneliest, preferably no one. The most attractive person there, whoever looks the most useful, or whoever is the most talkative. Uh, the loneliest. Uh, that was how I honestly yeah. had my first date with Chris, kind of. He looked very lonely at a party. Oh, and me I is preferably no one because I'd just I be know. like, okay. <laughs> I literally was like, he looks so uncomfortable, I must pity him. Um, which <laughs> song do you like best? Halo by Beyonce, Mrs. Jackson by Outkast, Loser by Beck, Ironic by Alanis Morissette, or Shots by LMFAO? Uh, oh, ironic, duh. Um, I will go with, what if I just said shots? No. <laughs> I'm going to go with loser. Chooses. 
your friends are having a disagreement. What's most important? I get my way. <laughs> that we work together to solve it. That everyone is happy. That we can quickly solve it. That we don't have to make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. I'm going to say that everybody's happy. <laughs> I'm going to say that we don't need to make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Pick an outfit. Gym shorts and tee. Your favorite cardigan and boots, a funky tee with some hoop earrings, khakis and a long sleeve, or a designer bag and heels. I'm going with the fucking khakis. If Call I'm go- me Edward. I'm going. <laughs> oh my god, this beige pullover. Um, if I'm going for like how I was when I was still watching Disney Channel, I was a cardigan bitch with boots. Mm. You've been waiting in line for hours when someone cuts you off. How do you react? Say nothing. Politely tell them where the back of the line is. Tell them off because you were there first. Nervously try to cut back in front of them. Post all about it on social media, but say nothing. I'm going to say nothing. Just say nothing. Uh, I will. I will feel angry, and I might text you. Um, <laughs> I'd probably be post about it on social media and say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself living in the future? The countryside, by the beach, New York City, Paris, a small town. Ooh. Out of all of these, the beach. Yeah, honestly, I'd pick the beach out of all of those. What's your most common dream? Teeth falling out, showing up late, being in public naked, falling down in front of a crowd, or flying? I showing thought, up late for me. 100%. I thought they meant, like, what is, what's your dream in life? And I was My like, teeth. teeth falling out? What? <laughs> um. It's I would say, like, at least one of my dreams per night is about me being late to something. I'm going to say... I'm going to say falling down in front of a crowd just because I, I know I have a lot of times where, like, I'm it must be like I'm falling or something because then it's, like, there's, like, impact in your dream and you're, like, shake awake, you know what I mean? I think that's a like, myth. I think you just do that when you're doing something, like REM sleep. Okay, well, you know, I don't never know. mind. I just made also, it up. Also, I learned something from my therapist this past week um when you take like like nyquil or like benadryl or whatever like it's supposed to make you sleepy it actually affects your REM sleep and you don't have like a full REM sleep and like a full good night's sleep so even though you're like taking it to like fall asleep or whatever it doesn't actually give you a good night's sleep interesting and that might be why i have nightmares when i take it because i'm not actually getting like REM sleep i'm having very like active sleep yeah that makes sense yeah and the last question is, what's your worst trait? Arrogant, passive-aggressive, critical, needy, or nervous? I'm picking nervous. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I'm going to pick critical. He had a hard time picking a bad trait. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Mitchie from Camp Rock, which oh honestly, my God. <laughs> me being that musical theater-ass bitch... Although you may come off, and I had the bangs, although you may come off a little shy, you love music and you love to co- collaborate well with other artists when you break out of your shell. Don't be afraid to raise your voice and rock on. This is real. And wow. this is me. <laughs> this is who you want to be? exactly where I want to be. I got Ron Stoppable. I could die. <laughs> You're a very loyal friend. Your eccentric and oftentimes sarcastic humor shows off your carefree personality. You're unstoppable, so go change the world. I don't feel like that's right. I don't remember Ron enough. He's so forgettable. Yeah, no honestly, you're, you're just not here for any character named Ron. T. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so let's get okay. into some questions from patreon.com slash coffee with Rachel. First question is from Samina who said, Hey guys, I am a student employee and I've been at my job for a while because the hours are so flexible. However, I felt increasingly isolated at work and the job is incredibly monotonous and I end up being sad and tired at work and afterward to what seems like a disproportionate degree when I am alone in the office, which wasn't how it started. The reasons I'm still working there are because the hours are flexible and the fact that I only have a part-time internship this summer and need to round out my hours. I know you guys both have had jobs that weren't where you wanted to be. How did you deal with that? I can't tell if this is something I just need to get over because it's a fine job and I'm being dramatic or if I need to change my situation. It's just been wearing me down and I have been planning to work there until I go to D.C. to intern in January. Mm. just feels like... I'm not getting anything out of this job. Thanks for your advice. I feel like if it's impacting your day-to-day life so much, 
like the whole like am I being over dramatic? Like I I mean obviously I don't know, but like you know if you feel like it's like really burning you out all the time and it's something that you're constantly thinking about how miserable you are with that specific thing then like that tells me that maybe you should just like look around and see if you could find something else that could you know hold you over until that thing in january yeah i mean you don't have to quit this job while you're looking for something else yeah i would say like look around because like it could potentially be a lot like it's may so that's like eight months from now like it could potentially a be a lot to but it also could like just be a lot to like it could also be a lot of time to find a new job in yeah that time. and then like the time to like train into that new job and then just to kind of leave it like like i'm just playing counterpoint to you no like, i get yeah. you and like i so, would say like spend a little bit of time looking around and yeah. seeing if you can find something that you think you would like more that would pay the bills and maybe wouldn't have so much of like a hefty like orientation time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you know don't it, I, I i mean it it's basically like it, it's your decision as to whether or not you like maybe sacrifice a little bit of like i don't know how much this job pays you and if like you find something that might be a little bit more enjoyable but doesn't pay like as much like you yeah, know it depends it's, on your financial yeah, situation yeah that depends on your your end but um yeah but if you're like if you can't switch it up like i mean i would just say how we got through jobs that we fucking hated we um we just spent made sure that time outside of work was actually fun yeah so make sure yeah. you have like a boundary with between your work and your life yeah and that was something that i struggled with because my type of job could muddle that but you had a little bit more experience with like having like a true work-life balance and i think just like making sure that you're planning things to do outside of work that are you know fun and relaxing and get your mind off what you're doing can be you know the savior during that but just look around there's no harm in fucking looking around yeah you can always just look all right and the next question is from michelle who said i'm finishing my first year of grad school thursday night woo that said, do you have any novel recommendations? Summer me is ready to channel my sixth grade self and finish a book in one night. I feel really bad because I haven't been reading as much these days as I've been like focused. Like my other hobbies have been taking over. Yeah, honestly, I I mean, I haven't been. I've just like the been, last book I read was The Girl on the Train. Yeah, I and I've like been honestly just like watching stuff when i'm in my free time because i I mean i haven't really even been playing that that many video games right now like it's just been like when i have free time it's like watching things so i haven't read recently either i'm in the middle we've been crafting a lot of free time um so i feel like i don't have a, a book to recommend but i would say if any of the other patrons are listening right now if you could like reply with like what you've been reading um, let us all know. We could all use some inspiration for some new books to read. Uh, you know, I, especially a novel. Like I get a lot of like autobiographies and like self help book recommendations. I want a fucking story. I don't know if you've heard of this little thing called Harry Potter. Um, Chris, stop. Well, what? Maybe they haven't read it, and that's a great novel. That it's you not could... a novel. It's a series. A series of novels. A saga. It's a series of novels. What constitutes a saga or a series? Do you just say saga to sound like cool? Uh. Because I know a trilogy is obviously three, but like what's a saga and what's a series? That's a great question that I don't really have I'm going to have to ask like Stephanie Meyer that. <laughs> I feel like she just chose it because she was like, that just sounds lit. Um, and then we have this post from Chloe who said, Hey, benches, I'm just listening to this week's episode where Rachel touches on having a death plan and getting into after mortician. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> who is it? Who is a gem? It's actually a really important life topic. And without this being a shameless plug, I wanted to let y'all know for those intrigued on the topic that I've been in the death industry since I was a teen. <laughs> That's a very interesting <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I know. I love that though. And have a small podcast that has a mission to help you start the conversation about death. Hell yeah. Uh, it's called Be Grave. Cool. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to fucking listen to that. That is honestly. Yo, can we, can we collaborate? Can we like interview you about some stuff? Because I have fucking questions. What's it like to be dead? <laughs> no, I, no, I, especially about like eco death and eco funerals. I have hella questions. We. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> to contact broke. you. Um, can you email us coffeewithrachel at gmail.com? Cause I would love yes. to set something up. 
um because that would be very cool but i yeah i've been thinking a lot about my mortality lately and not in a suicidal way but in an eco-friendly like i don't want (laughs) to be a carcinogen for the rest of the world kind of way yes that makes sense what would squeezy and lila wear to the met gala that is a question we're going with camp as the I feel like Lila would take it literally and go as a marshmallow that was like over a fire. She's like, campfire. Yeah, like she would go that way. And Squeezy would do like this super deep, like cynical criticism of social media and just like media outlets in general. And like he would just do something that like criticizes the entire like fashion and media industry. I don't know how he would do it, but you just know he would fucking do it. Yes. On the same vein, we have uh, thoughts on Met Gala looks. Any opinions or do you care? I just wanted people to be fucking camp. I think if you're going to the fucking Met Gala, dress the theme or you can't go. And they should have someone at the door that's like, "Mm, too plain, bye. Yeah, because I mean, like, I feel like. It's like an art installation. I just feel like you need to fit the fucking thing. I don't pay attention, but, like, I feel like last year, the biblical theme or whatever it is, like, was It was a cooler theme, and people did did better. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Also, some of the best people didn't come this year. Like, Blake Lively is always fucking phenomenal. Obviously, the queen, Rihanna, did not come this year, so that was, like, a big Is that just because, like... They didn't want to, not because they weren't invited. Or oh, no, they, they were definitely invited. Okay. I think Rihanna just doesn't fucking give a shit, probably. And yeah. Blake Lively just announced her pregnancy, and she's probably just like, I don't fucking feel like She don't got time for that, yeah. Yeah. But um, in terms of, like, who I thought did a great, obviously, Billy Porter kills everything that they ever do. Yeah. Um, I love what Lena Waithe was wearing. Um, and... Uh, like Janelle Monet, obviously. How do you feel about like, Katy Perry's hamburger? I think I like the chandelier look better. Yeah. But she killed... Like, I don't fucking like Katy Perry, but I will say she knows how to dress the theme. Yeah. I, I just saw the hamburger on, like, uh, on like a quick little video on yeah. Twitter. So I was like, Men wow. did not know what they were doing, as they never do. And I love Harry Styles, y'all. I really do. And I think he looked absolutely gorgeous, but I don't think it was camp. I think yeah. it was just gorgeous good yeah yeah so i i I was expecting because he was like one of the hosts i was expecting a bit more lady gaga was probably my favorite of the night um besides like billy porter and lena waist you know stars born yeah i mean she had like four looks (laughs) yeah did you see her thing that she did she literally showed up because she was one of the hosts too yeah and she had like four dresses underneath a dress so she had one look she would disrobe had a second look underneath that it was like yeah also zendaya's dress also, is Michi, but um, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, her mechanical fucking thing that like it ballooned. was really cool. I will say it was a little too soon after Claire Danes did the same thing. It wasn't the same exact thing because Claire Danes' dress didn't like rise up and become. It just lit up all underneath with like the LED lights, and it looked really cool. And then like four years later, it was done again. But mm-hmm. I think the way that they did it was really cool. And then Zendaya also did like the look. Um, with Cinderella, like, in the pink dress after she, like, transforms back to Cinderella, like, after midnight and stuff. So I think the attention to detail was lit. Yeah. But I don't know. Camp isn't, like, my favorite theme um, in the world, you know? So out of all, I think the one last year, I know it, like, pissed off a lot of people that are actually religious, so, like, that sucks, but (laughs) I also don't give a shit. And also, people really nailed that one last year. You know... Just, like, having a biblical theme. Like, every TV show is basically biblically themed, you know, and every movie. Sure. Yeah, so, like... I think, what should next year's theme be? Uh, I think it should be... I don't know um, enough about fashion to say this. I don't know. I think it should be donate all the money to the fucking earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the theme. It should be all recycled. Like, everything that's everything that everyone's wearing 100%. is made of recycled goods. Yeah. And all of the money goes to something green. God bless. Yes. That's what Please I want. Please save the planet. The Met Gala. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The next question we have here is, I just learned about the Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania and thought of y'all. What do you guys know about that? I fucking have no idea what this is. Oh, it's a nuclear power plant that malfunctioned or had a meltdown. And it's in Pennsylvania. And, like, you just can't go there because it's, like, you could turn it, it into, like, it's sludge. Not, it's not, like, Chernobyl levels or anything like that. It's just that, like, they had an incident there. And I think it is closed and, like, 
it's not like there's radiation leaking out of it, I don't think. Oh. But it's just like there was like an incident that happened there, and I think it shut down. I yeah. did not know about that. Yes. Um, the next question we have is, yesterday someone told me they've never eaten pasta before, and I really want to, and I never want to. Should I block them? This person yes. is 35 years old. Yes. I think they met my sister's <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah block um, um no i'm just kidding i don't know that is fucking strange though i guess every person that can't have gluten that misses pasta is crying is pissed and yeah. will block. <laughs> <laughs> what's the weirdest dream you've had i wish i could think of like a specific one i feel like we get questions like this and then i'm like oh my god i have to remember every dream i've ever had i and i will always answer that i never remember my dreams but i always have deja vu and it's like i feel like i've had this moment before and then i feel like it gets to the point where i can predict things but i'm gonna think about this and i am going to try really hard to have a story for next week you definitely have more vivid and memorable i've said to you before weird shit but i can't remember off the top of my head right now if you could travel anywhere in the world with an unlimited amount of money and no worries, where would you go? I would definitely go to Mykonos, Greece. Uh, like I have to pick one place because I'd just say everywhere. <laughs> um, um, how do y'all feel about Saturn? Um, <laughs> and the Marianas Trench. Ooh, Those are my yes. answers. Um, Especially the Marianas Trench, actually. If I'm going to pick, like... A, a country. A land mass. You know, <laughs> a land a country. mass. Not a gas mass. Uh, I guess, you know, Australia. My if I can count- animal crossing town. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know the episode of Black Mirror where it's like VR, but it's like spooky and there's a lot of spider imagery and I couldn't look? Yo, if they, if did, they that did that with Animal Crossing. Yeah, oh, I would never leave it, honestly. I, I would actually just phase right in. Yep. CGI my whole essence. <laughs> but no, I I guess like if we're going for like a legit country that I would go to, okay. Um South Korea. Okay. Cuz it's just so fucking far away and expensive to get there. Yes. Yeah. That's why I would pick. And the last question today is if y'all and the chunks were dog breeds, what breeds would y'all be? Holy this requires me to know dog breeds. <laughs> this, yeah. Um, Lila is a sharp pay. The roly-poly, fludgy yes. ones. Yes. Mixed with a Samoyed. Yes. That's a very odd mix. I know. <laughs> I... <laughs> squeezy. Squeezy. I picture Squeezy to be, like Kermit. I know. I. That's exactly what. Jenna and Julian's dog. So like an Italian greyhound. Which oh like my god, they're boy. dogs. I love them all. They're the only they're, dogs I stand. They are so fantastic. Marble, I want to be so bad. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he is. He is. He's Kermit. <laughs> or he is like a pug because he does make a lot of snotty um noises like yeah. a pug makes. Okay. Like a mix. Uh, us. <laughs> if I were a dog. I uh, ooh, I don't know. What dog has dry skin? <laughs> <laughs> Probably short. Hair, I feel like though. honestly I'm a Sharpay too. I got those rolls. <laughs> you just you don't know dogs. I know. Like yeah, <laughs> we're I, all Sharpay. I, I truly am. And Chris is. Uh, uh, Maybe we should only do the chunks for that one. Yeah, I, I truly yeah, don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm a fucking bird. You guys, to be could, you guys could nail us down more for that than we could. I could name you every fish in the river, but <laughs> I might. What about every bone in the body, Rachel? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be right back with the tibula um, tidbits. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, y'all. That was our weird late night podcast today. Um, we will see you guys next week with maybe some insight on my dreams. I don't know. And death. We'll and see. And death. Dreams and death. Wow. Okay. What a vibe. All right, grab your fucking mug, bitch. Halfway through the show, guys, he filled his mug up with water. I would never drink water out of a pre-coffeed mug. I need 
That is a faux pas. I need a LaCroix right now. It's like the time. By the way, if I'm looking at my nightstand right now, there are three cans of LaCroix. Please. Three empty cans. I am that bitch from Signs, but with LaCroix. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. This week, guys, we're going to get fishy. Okay. It's uh, the Binchos as what sushi roll you guys are. These should all hopefully be real sushi rolls. (laughs) Not all of these are fishy. Yes, that is very true. Some of these are vegetarian, but... Chris is getting sleepy. Here we go. (laughs) We've got Courtney, who is the classic California roll. Sarah Booth is a Boston roll. M. Corbeil is a carrot roll. And Joker Fleas is an avocado roll. Jackie Relahan is a rattlesnake roll. And honestly, I never want to see a rattlesnake roll near me. No. Serena is a spider roll. Gabby Kruzian is a king roll. Maddie Davis is a dynamite roll. Amy Fowler is an asparagus roll. Julia Shermer is a shrimp tempura roll. Sarah and Paul are both salmon avocado rolls. Allie Chandler is an Alaskan roll. Jess Monagle is a Michigan roll. Taylor Sutton is a tuna roll. Amy Ray is a rainbow roll. Joanna Tartaglini is a Tampa roll. Lauren Niaz is a Las Vegas roll. Kim Vandersloos is a samurai roll. Teague Phillips is a teriyaki roll. Brooke Renee is a British Columbia roll. Chantel Piot is a caterpillar roll. Grandma is a golden roll. Sophie Jaramillo is a sweet potato roll. Chelsea Grundy is a chicken teriyaki roll. Can I just say I think chicken and sushi are absolutely sacrilegious. <laughs> um, Michelle Cox is a cucumber roll. Rebecca Mack is a redhead roll. Gwen Stowe is a spring roll. Kat Schultz is a summer roll. Jason Gonzalez is a yellowtail roll. Jess Adams is an Atlanta roll. Daisy Blossom Dottie is a dragon roll. Sonia Vaz Brune is a vegetable roll. Juanita Carr is a kamikaze roll. Liz Holbrook is lasagna roll. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Chloe Ireland is a classic roll. What does that mean? I don't know. What does that entail? <laughs> Caitlin Whalen is a white tuna roll. That's junka. Vlynn is a volcano roll. And Mackenzie Knight is a mango roll. And the rest of you guys are... are roll, 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 uh, Yeah, that, roll. that word stopped making my roll. mouth feel yes. oily. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all... The one that has like salmon and cheese or whatever. Oh. Or a Seattle roll. Yeah, the Seattle roll. Yeah. We've got Elizabeth Hensley. Kalia Pollock. Alexa. Ishbel Mendez. And Allie Malone. Wow. So get out your chopsticks and call me Susan. <laughs> Let us know if you even fucking. Oh, God. Let us know if you guys even like sushi. Because I do. I do too. It's. It was a. It's scrummy. <laughs> I just remember you were so reluctant to try. And now it's scrummy. Now you're scrumming. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.